0: And welcome back inside the home office and welcome to this week's edition of NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. I'm Craig D'Amico. We are just about set to pass the halfway point of conference play this winter. We're jumping into February and now we are full speed ahead on the road to the 2024 NEC women's basketball championship coming up on today's show. We will look ahead to this weekend's marquee matchups and NEC TV game on Thursday night and a matchup between the top two teams on Saturday. We'll pick out the top stars. We'll talk to FDU's senior guard, Abby Conklin. She'll be stopping by as our guest this week, all that coming up. But first, Let's get you caught up to speed on this week's top headlines with our three-point shot. And we'll start with headline number one, tracking the FDU Knights and their weekend last weekend weekend because, well, we'll see them later on Thursday night, ESPN Plus against LIU in our TV game, but they had perhaps the most interesting and eventful game of last weekend against Central Connecticut, and then they had to turn it around 48 hours later for an NEC Championship game rematch on the road against the Sacred Heart Pioneers. So let's go to the Knights, and we'll start last Thursday. FDU at home against Central Connecticut State, and we'll we'll, we'll fast forward right to the fourth quarter. It was 40 to 33 FDU going into the final 10 minutes. That's doing the quick math carry the one 73 total points between these two teams through three quarters. They had 53 total points just in the fourth quarter. Things went absolutely bananas. Central Connecticut in that final 10 minutes, they shot 11 for 18, 61%. They couldn't miss. They went a perfect four for four from downtown. Remember that because in the sequence that I'm about to mention, just remember they made every single one of their threes in the fourth quarter. So FDU, they were up nine. They were up nine with a minute, three seconds to go trying to close it out on their home court. Samora Watson for central Connecticut, hit a jumper, cut the lead to seven after two missed free throws by FDU. Watson goes down again, a jumper in the paint, Cuts the lead to 5. 42 seconds left. FDU would then make 1 of 2 from the stripe on their end. Belle Lamford comes down. She hits a 3. What do you know? It's a 3-point game with 28 seconds to go. So in about 30 seconds, the lead from 9 to 3. Then she was fouled hitting the 3 on another 3, I should say. Down 5 with 8 seconds to go. She was fouled. She completed the 4-point play. Central right there. Lily Park, who had a big game, more on that in a second for FDU. She made both free throws. So FDU is up three. One last possession for Central Connecticut with five seconds left. They put the ball in Watson's hands, and why wouldn't they? She's their their hot hand. She's the top scorer. She goes down left side, drains a three at the buzzer to send the game to overtime. Now, Central would score first in overtime to take the lead, but credit FDU. They didn't hang their heads. They, it wasn't, oh, woe is me, what's going wrong here? You know, The, the house is on fire, all that nine-point lead, gone in a minute uh, plus, and now we're down in overtime. They, they didn't hang their heads. They kept on fighting, or they kept on pounding the rock, as FDU likes to say. After Central took the lead in the overtime, Abby Conklin goes down. She hits a three. Lily Park, she hits a three. Tanisha Brown, she made a free throw. So, yes, yeah, Central scored first in overtime. They had that big run at the end to tie it and send it to the bonus session. But FDU went on an 8 0 run, didn't look back from there. They had a little bit of a. a- Little bit of a breathing room, a little bit of a margin, and this time they would hold on 80 to 75. So, in a way, FDU won the game twice. <laughs> they, they couldn't close it at the end of regulation, but they did it five minutes later. Uh, an, an incredible night. Lily Park, Samora Watson both went over 30 points for their respective teams. Park, 33 points for the Knights. Watson led the game and led all scores with 35 for Central Connecticut. Now, Big win for FDU at home. That set up the NEC title game rematch in Fairfield two days later on Saturday. And much like last March, Sacred Art took control relatively early. And once they got it, they never let it go. It was National Girls and Women in Sports Day, big celebration at the Pitt Center in Fairfield, Connecticut, uh, honoring girls in sports, but also honoring the 50th anniversary of the Sacred Heart Women's Basketball Program. They had uh, many former players there, including some players who were on the very first Sacred Heart teams way back when. Um, they were trailing were the pioneers, 15 to 11 after one. But whatever that speech was, Coach Menny made after that first quarter, it worked. A 19 to 4 run by the Pioneers to start the second quarter. They would lead by as many as 27. They would go on to win by 17. Big celebration 68 to 51. Nicera Pryor doing Nicera Pryor things, flirting with a triple double in the quadruple double conversation. 18 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, six steals. Amelia Wood, boy, has she taken it to the next level. No sophomore slug for her. Uh, she's becoming a superstar level here in year two, 23 points as her con- contributions continue to increase, increase, increase each and every game. Sacred Heart got 23 points off turnovers, 21 fast break, break points, and 26 points off the bench. So in other words, It was your typical Sacred Heart basketball game, using their depth, using their speed, using their defense uh, to their advantage. Sacred Heart combined with their win on Thursday against LIU had a perfect weekend, 2-0. They improved to 6-1 for a second straight year atop the NEC standings. FDU, meanwhile, they won one. They dropped one. They stand at 4-3. Headline number two, we want to focus our attention on the LeMoyne Dolphins, the other team that entered the week tied for first place in the standings with Sacred Heart, and they play Sacred Heart coming up this weekend. So we're going to see if the Dolphins can hold, serve, and remain on even footing putting ground with the reigning champs after the two games they played this past week against Merrimack and against Liu. So first, it started Thursday night at home against the Merrimack Warriors, a team they beat 74-59 back in early January. The key to this game was the third quarter. LeMoyne entered the second half down eight, but they outscored the Warriors 21-8 in the third quarter. The key was uh, they went 8-for-12 from the floor, 3-for-3 from behind the arc. Merrimack, they only went 3-for-15 shooting in that third quarter. LeMoyne in this game, they also committed more heists than Danny Ocean with a program record 18 steals, leading to 27 points off turnovers. LeMoyne would go on to win it 64-57. to Coach Grimes, whatever she said at halftime, that worked. She talked after the game about how she wanted to match the toughness of Merrimack, the physicality they brought it. She said during her halftime speech, you know, the the team took was it boxing or MMA lessons over the summer. And she wanted them to make their instructor proud by coming out and playing tough in that second half. And they indeed did that. Uh, Kaya good 19 points to lead the way. Sierra Lennon with 15 Latoya Baker had 10. And then the Dolphins spent their Saturday in Brooklyn for A sea creature showdown between LeMoyne and LIU. The Sharks and the Dolphins straight out of the aquarium. LeMoyne with a season high 80 points on 51.7% shooting. They would win it 80-62. to Baker, another double-double. 25 points, 10 rebounds. Lennon with 17 after she had 15 the game before. And a, a note, though, for LIU in this one. Ashley Austin, she's back. She had missed the previous Three games she returned in this outing against the Dolphins, coming off the bench with 15 points. So, LeMoyne, they did hold serve on their end over the weekend, winning their two games. They're 6-1 in conference play, and they are really in prime position, heading back home to Syracuse for an upcoming three-game homestand to tip off the month of February, the most important month of the season as we're gearing up for tournament time. They will host Wagner, Sacred Heart, and Stonehill, their next three games on their home court. So, story three here's how we stand as we get to cross over into the second half of conference play. Lemoyne, Sacred Heart, tied atop the standings at six and one. They play head to head on Saturday. So, there definitely could be a shakeup in the standings, especially at the top spot. By the time we talk to you again next week, FDU enters the weekend two games back of the top spot at four and three. They are a half game ahead of Merrimack, who's four and four. So your top four at the moment: Lemoine, uh, Sacred Heart, FDU, and Merrimack, in that order, with tiebreakers factored in. Now remember the top four teams clinch first round home games in the NEC tournament. And we talked to you last week in our stat chat about how important home court advantage has been, especially this year. And by the way, to add to that home teams were seven and one in the eight games last weekend, the four on Thursday, four on Saturday, home teams, seven and one. So yeah, you definitely want to be in the top four about a month from now when the season ends. And right now, LeMoyne, Sacred Heart, FDU, and Merrimack occupy those all important spots. Now, moving on from the top four, LIU and Stonehill are tied for fifth. They are three and four, a half game behind Merrimack in a top four spot in the standings. Wagner is two and four. Central is two and five. And St. Francis rounds out the list at two and six. Eight games down, eight games to go. Time now for the heat check as we feature the top three stars from this past week and we start at number three with Abigail Babore from FDU the FDU senior guard a key part of their overtime win against Central Connecticut she played all 45 minutes she didn't come off the floor and she scored a season high 16 points including eight from the free throw line she had nine rebounds as well. And she followed that up going six for 12 from the field for 13 points against Sacred Heart. First time in her career, back-to-back, double-digit scoring games. Babore, our number three star of the week. Moving on to number two, it's Amelia Wood of Sacred Heart. The Sacred Heart sophomore really coming into her own. Over her last six games, she's averaging 15 points per game. She's scored 20 points or more in two of her last three. Last weekend, she finished a rebound shy of what would have been her second double-double of the season. 14 points, 9 rebounds in 28 minutes against the Sharks, and then went for 23 points in the NEC Championship game rematch against FDU. She was 9 for 12 from the field, 5 for 7 from behind the arc. She's stretching out defenses, shooting threes now. She's already top 10 in rebounds. She's closing in top 10 in scoring, helping lead Sacred Heart to a 6-1 and start in conference play for a second straight year. Amelia Wood, our number two star, and our number one star of the week It's Amelia Wood's teammate. Nysera Pryor, the reigning player of the year, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, had another stellar week, leading the Pioneers to two wins, averaging 20 points, seven and a half rebounds, six assists, and five and a half steals against the Sharks and the Knights. The sophomore from Baltimore, Produced her eighth 20 point performance with 22 and six against LIU. And then we mentioned it earlier, she flirted with a triple double, 18 points, nine rebounds, nine assists against the Knights. She is one of just two players in the entire country right now, averaging more than 17 points, six rebounds, four assists, and three steals. She has her hand in everything, helping the Pioneers out to another stellar start at six and one, tied for the top spot in the NEC standings. Nicira Pryor our number one star of the week. It's time now for the NEC Open Mic, and our guest this week is from the two-time reigning and defending NEC regular season champion, the FDU Knights, senior guard Abby Conklin. Abby, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, this weekend, the Knights are hitting the halfway point of conference play already, so how would you assess the first half? How have things been going so far?
1: I think things have been going great. Um, We've had highs and lows, but... That's what a season's for. And that's why it's so long. Um, I think the most important thing for us is that we continue to learn from each of our wins and from our losses.
0: Now, your your role in particular has kind of been a complete 180. You went from a couple cameo appearances here and there over the last couple of years. And now you're getting all the minutes this year. So first of all, what's your cardio workout look like to prepare for that? Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on kind of the new role for your team this year?
1: Yeah, it's exciting, and I wouldn't have it any any other way, but I do owe like, a lot of thanks to my teammates and my coaches because they help us every single day. Um, they're the reason why we all show up every day and have so much motivation and want to win and play. Um, wouldn't be able to do it without them, so.
0: We know there's a, there's a lot new with with the FDU Knights this year, and, and that's kind of what everyone's talking about all the changes from last year and what's different. But I want to know kind of what's similar with this year's team. As someone who's been there for those regular season title teams the last couple of years, uh, what what are some of the things that might be a similar connection?
1: Just our will to win and want to win. That uh, sometimes it can get lost within new people like a ton of freshmen, a few you know upperclassmen scattered here and there um but we've just consistently stayed locked in on defense that's our our you know identity right now that hasn't changed (laughs) yeah so that hasn't changed um and just continuing to remind each other that we have each other's backs like we're all sisters on and off the court so that's really something that's stayed consistent and we're i'm very really happy about that
0: all right so let's take a second to kind of go into your basketball journey how was it when was it that you fell in love with the game of basketball
1: I was young. I played lacrosse and basketball, you know, in middle school. And then I had to make a decision on what I was going to pick. And my gut was telling me basketball. So I chose with that. And um, I had a great AAU experience. I loved my AAU team. Um, great, like my best friends and still, you know, I talk to them every day now. Um, So I owe a lot of credit to that because that really helped me helped me and inspired me to want to play at the next level. Um, and then coming here with Coach Ann, she was great. And then, you know, now with Gately, it's like, it's just been a great transition. And I've just had phenomenal coaches over the past years of my life.
0: Now, I want to kind of make you a coach for a second. So you have the most three-point field goals in the league at the moment right now. So what's the key to three-point shooting? If you were going to coach me up, what would be some tips that you would give me? Because I am a terrible three-point shooter. (laughs) So what what, what do you have for me?
1: Just confidence. Shooting, like when you shoot it, you know it's going to go in. Our team motto kind of is attitude. So before you do anything, just think attitude before you take a free throw, no matter the circumstance, even if it's a game winning or the first free throw of the game, just having the right attitude will set you up for good success.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, And now for uh, the the game at hand coming up on Thursday, uh, our ESPN plus game, we're excited to broadcast it uh, against the LIU Sharks. In fact, two of your next three games are against LIU over the next Mm. two weeks. So what are some of the things that you've seen uh, uh, with the Sharks and are, are, what might be some keys to to the game on Thursday?
1: Yeah. LIU is a very talented team. They have a lot of different players and threats from the court. Um, I think our biggest thing is defense, just keeping them off the boards and not allowing easy shots or one shot, like keeping them to one and done kind of, okay. um, yeah, just sticking to that philosophy, defense, knowing personnel, playing to personnel. All
0: right. We have the final five questions here. These are quick hitters. So the first thing that comes to your mind, all right. <laughs> all right. Favorite snack or junk food?
1: Uh, chips, salt and vinegar.
0: Okay. Can't go wrong there. Favorite color. I like pink. Okay. Kansas city chiefs or San Francisco, 49ers. 49ers. Okay. If we took a survey of your teammates, what trait or adjective do you think they would use to describe you?
1: Just goofy, funny.
0: (laughs) Okay. And what is the key for FDU getting back to the championship game in 2024? Defense. That's it. That's all it is. It's defense. (laughs) Not much has changed in that regard. Abby, thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck to you and the Knights the rest of the way.
1: course, thank you for having me.
0: Don't, don't miss Abby and the Knights taking on the Sharks, 7 p.m. Thursday night on ESPN+. Uh, we look forward to that, and make sure you check out the entire NEC Women's Basketball On The Run podcast available now wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for stat chat, and we're going to talk about NEC sophomores. It was, you know, two years ago, not that long, this league was stacked with veterans. You had players using their COVID year to come back and kind of finished their story after the, the 2020 postseason got cut short. So they were back to finish business. You had veterans in the league like Kendall Brzee, Ashley Barubi Brooke Bajelko, Ali Lassen, Madison Stanley, who won a player of the year, a very veteran group. But we've seen it before. This league ebbs and flows. You have your years where you have veteran rosters, and then it quickly turns around and you have completely fresh faces. And that's kind of where we were last year. All those veterans – Departed, And now we were left with some new names trying to, uh, you know, get into the spotlight and, and make a name for themselves, rising stars. And, you know, and prior obviously took all the headlines by her dominant year last year, but there were several other big new names that kind of stepped up last year. And there is no sophomore slump. They are continuing that and even taking it to a next level here this year. Here's the stat this year in conference play, six of the league's top 11 scorers, Our sophomores, Pryor obviously is at the top with 18.7 points per game. Again, in league play as we approach the halfway point. St. Francis Guard Destiny Ward averages 15.9 points per game. She's second. We talked earlier in the show about Samora Watson. She's averaging 14.9. Maria Elohim of the LIU Sharks. She averages 14.3 points per game. And Amelia Wood FDU's Lily Park, who we talked about earlier, the Auckland, New Zealand native. Uh, they're rounding out the conferences, top 11, 13, and 12.9 points per contest, respectively. So you look at the top of the league, man, have we refreshed with some youthful energy, some new stars stepping up into the spotlight and and and, and not dropping the ball at all. They are playing incredible. A bunch of young superstars in the making, dominating the scoring leaderboard, that's the subject of this week's stat chat. And finally, we cross over from the first half to the second half of conference play this weekend. We cross into the first weekend of February. Thursday, Saturday schedule. Here's what we have coming up on tap. We start Thursday. Sacred Heart off to that six and one start. They're on the road to take on Stonehill. Wagner will meet Lemoyne at 7 p.m. What Lemoyne looking to go? 2-0 against fellow Empire State NEC teams. We know they defeated LIU uh, just last week, 80-62. to Central Connecticut will be at St. Francis Central 1 in Connecticut against the Red Flash back on January the 13th, 61-37. to Bell Lamfer had 17 points in that game. We'll see what happens in the rematch, but our feature game, is Thursday, 7 p.m. on the corner of Ashland and DeKalb in Brooklyn on ESPN Plus. Myself, Pam Roker, will be on the call for FDU LIU. Two teams separated by just one game for third place in the NEC standings. FDU at 4-3, LIU at 3-4. The Knights lead the all-time series 50 to 32, and they've won the last five straight meetings. Now, L.I.U. had won three in a row this season, but they lost two last weekend to the NEC's top two teams, Sacred Heart and LeMoyne. They did get Ashley Austin back off the bench against the Dolphins, which is huge. She's third in the conference in points per game. And on the other side, FDU also recently had a three-game win streak. They won three in a row before dropping that championship rematch to Sacred Heart. FDU, they're looking for their first road win of the season they are 0 and ten away from the Bogota Savings Bank Center and I talked with Coach Gately about that this week in preparation for the game and I said, hey do, do you need to like you know have everyone close their eyes and pretend that they're at home like what do you do and she said, I haven't tried that one yet. Maybe maybe we'll go for that one this time. But no, they, they, there's really nothing to explain. And it. it's just a, a, a quirk and how things have worked out. But they're definitely looking to get their first road win of the season coming up on Thursday night. And you look at these two teams through their first seven games in conference play. It's pretty even. in terms of scoring. They're fourth and fifth in field goal percentage. Fifth and sixth in the league in three-point percentage. The biggest discrepancies between these two teams uh, are in rebound margin and turnover differential. Big advantages in those areas for FDU. And obviously block shots where LIU is the league's best. Interesting note, Stephanie Gately, she way back when was the head coach of the Sharks, then the Blackbirds, back from 2002 to 2008. She won 95 games, a regular season title, led LIU to the WNIT. She coached great players in uh, LIU history, like Val let helped lead her to a player of the year, and she helped usher in that transition from the Schwartz Athletic Center, the old theater to the Steinberg Wellness Center. She helped. She was the head coach of the first team for LIU that played in the new building, and yes, she's made a handful of trips back to the old stomping grounds while she was the Mammoth head coach, but this is her first trip back in a while, and it's for a game with big implications in the standings to tip off February and help us usher in the second half of conference play. Thursday night in Brooklyn, ESPN+. Then the fun continues on Saturday. The Merrimack Warriors, who've won four of their last five. It's their lone game of the weekend. They are in action in Connecticut against Central Connecticut State. Stonehill is at Wagner. LIU at SFU. LIU won in Brooklyn when these two teams met two weeks ago, 72-64. to 64. But our feature game, once again, the top two teams in the standings tangling. It's Sacred Heart. And LeMoyne, 2 p.m. in Syracuse. Sacred Heart at the moment, their only blemish in conference play, was back on January the 15th to LeMoyne, 60-56. to 56. Remember, the game was tied going into the fourth quarter. It was close back and forth, but LeMoyne closed it out. They went 10-11 for 11 from the free throw line. They made the plays at the end to win it. Sacred Heart. 18 turnovers led to 17 dolphin points and in the game with that slim of a margin. Man, all those little things end up mattering at the end. So no doubt Sacred Heart's gonna want to trim down on those turnovers. These two teams so balanced, so versatile, they could score inside, outside, they have weapons. It's going to be a great matchup. LeMoyne looking for a season sweep, which would give them an advantage over the Pioneers for any possible tiebreakers down the road. Sacred Heart looking to force a season split on their quest for a regular season championship. Remember, they did not win the regular season title last year on the way to the tournament title. They're looking for their first regular season championship since 2016. They could be in first place just past the halfway point if they could come up with a victory against the Dolphins. So, LeMoyne, Sacred Heart, the rematch, Saturday, 2 p.m. on NEC Front Row. We will all be watching. And that'll do it for this week's show. We will talk to you Thursday night in Brooklyn on ESPN+. And, of course, right back here again next week. Until then, I'm Craig D'Amico, and this has been NEC Women's Basketball on the Run.